Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Clutch Talk podcast slash YouTube slash We Do It All. As always, I'm your host, John. Very happy to be here. My boy, Jay Hills over there in the six. How you doing, my boy? Doing great, man. The usual, the usual, but uh, especially great because we got another good guest on, man. This dude is a, a Team Nigeria basketball member, 2017-2018 um, Ohio Valley Conference Defensive Player of the Year. Third time in school history um, at that at Tennessee State that has happened. Um, someone's run the award, served as a team captain, started all 32 games, led the team in double uh, rebounding that year, led the team in double doubles. Um, just just the just the true true great great player we got on today, Christian Mekawulu. Welcome on to the show. Welcome on the clutch time, man. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. Appreciate you guys for having me. Man, no problem, man. No problem. Like how Jay said, very accomplished, successful uh, college basketball player, just an overall hooper, man. So, Christian, we're we're excited to have you on. And like how we said a little bit uh, off camera, we're just going to talk about your basketball journey and um, where it's led up to now and what's next. That's cool with you? Yeah, that's cool. Man, cool. So let's let's jump straight into it, Christian. So, I mean, first thing, um, you know, born in born in Lagos, Nigeria. So who put the ball in your hands? You know, who who was it that taught you basketball is the way to go? Hey, to be honest, none of my family is there. You know, usually you have like your family put basketball in your hand, you know, and want you to play basketball. But my story was kind of different and uh, unique. So I was I was a 14-year-old kid walking down the street and a stranger told me, hey, man, you need to play basketball. Wow. <laughs> Right. Crazy. Right. Yeah, did that was like, yeah, I gotta get you into you know playing basketball and you know, kind of arrange stuff, put me in an academy, and I started playing basketball at the age of 14. You know. And and, okay, and, okay. and you never just you never looked back after that? Never looked back after that, bro. Fell in love right away. Cause I, I just I just had you know something better to do with my time. And you know, yeah. like, after school, you go play basketball all day. So I just I just fell in love, really something something new and like different. I never played basketball my whole life, you know. Yeah. Never don't even know what basketball is. You know, I grew up playing soccer. Like right, right. Playing soccer. So when he told me that I'm like basketball, what what's what's that? So he kind of explained it to me. Say you're gonna make a lot of money in the states. You got you know just play and uh, get better. We're gonna take you to the states. And I was like, all right, cool. I like how that sounds. You know. Okay. Yeah, that's a so, little bit of how I started playing basketball. So was it was it ball originally that that brought you over to the states, or were you already planning on on moving out to to the to the states after, like? No, nah, basketball did. I, okay. I, I'm, I'm just I'm just grateful. I, I was lucky, you know. God was on my side because uh, when I started playing, when He took me to that little academy and stuff, I started playing. So I had the opportunity to go play in a camp. So this dude, his name is Ejiko Bwaja. He's a, he's a Nigerian, played in the G League a little bit. You know, he does a camp at home every every summer to give kids opportunity, you know, to come to the States over, like, you know, scholarship in high school. So I went to that camp. Mind you, I've been playing basketball for, like, five months only, you know. Mm-hmm. So I guess they saw me at the camp, thought I had a lot of potential, and then uh, picked me out of, like, I'm talking about 300 kids, you know, at the camp. They picked 60 kids to go to a camp in the States, in Augusta, Georgia. So I was lucky enough, you know, fortunate enough to go to the camp. And uh, my story just took off from there, really. 
Okay, okay. And then after, so I know, like, for me personally, like, as a hooper growing up, I know you started late, you started ball late, but who was the player? I got to know, was there a player or players, um, could be from Nigeria, even from the NBA, that you kind of modeled or looked up to, like, after their game? Like, that was like, oh, I really want to play, like, Braun, or I really want to play, like, Jordan, or or whoever was their player players uh, that you modeled your game up to after growing up and starting out. Yeah, I did. So like growing up in Nigeria, we have, you know, everybody knows that came to dream when you play basketball. So I keep hearing about him. I came, I came, I'm like, who's this guy? So I go on YouTube. I look him up. You know, he's doing all these moves, you know, she Shakespeare. I'm like, Oh, I want to do this right here. <laughs> I started like watching him play trying to move my game around him. And another dude was Dwight. Dwight Howard, the way he was just aggressive in the paint, dunking stuff, you know? So I was like, okay, you know what? If I can do this and do that at the same time, hey, I'm going to be great, you know? So I started, like, watching more YouTube, trying to do what they do. Yeah, I would say I came in Dwight Howard was, like, you know, guys I looked up to and wanted to move my game around, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then, and and Christian, you know, uh, you talk about that camp, you know, where there was – there was 300 kids and you guys are all out there uh, play, uh, playing to really prove, pr- prove yourself and earn, and earn a spot. So I know you said you were playing basketball for about like five months prior to that. But what, what do you think, you know, put, made you make that team, made you make those top, the top 16? Was it that, you know, you were six, nine, but like, w- what else was it with you? I think, uh, I think it's my heart. Cause like, I'm talking about the dudes that was out there was like way older than me. I'm talking about 18, 20 year olds. But you know, I, I didn't back down. I was still trying to, I, I, I was still like kind of raw, you know. I, I don't really know how to play basketball with them, but I was just going hard, you know, trying to get every rebound, trying to just score the ball. I'm talking about a 14-year-old kid going against grown men, you know. So oh, they was like, okay, I think this kid, this kid got a chance, and they gave me a chance. You know, when, and it wasn't over. When I went to the States, it was even more like, you know, a whole different level of competition. I did the same thing over there and I got a scholarship to play in high school, you know? So I think it was my heart, really. I just didn't like, oh, well, they ordered me. I'm probably not good enough. No, I I, I went at them. Absolutely. That's how you do it. That's a killer mentality. I like it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so Christian, so you talked about, you know, high school and everything about that. So I really, I want to dive a little bit into more, more of that. So you said you got a scholarship to cover Covenant Christian, which was your high school academy in, in Georgia, right? Because you're already in Georgia at this point. So yeah. talk to us about your uh, your high school basketball experience. I know you're still pretty new to the game at that point, too. Um, how, how was high school, though, for, for, for you newly acquainted to the game? I think uh, when I got a scholarship, it was a whole different – I had a whole different confidence. Like, okay, now I got a scholarship. Like, what should I do next, you know? I gotta elevate my game, so I go to I go to I go to high school. I'm talking about it's it's 12 guys that can play. You know, all my life I've been a starter. Even when I I can I can barely like play. But why why was I a starter? Because of my heart. You know, I just I just go out there and work. I might not be the most skilled on the on the floor, but you know, you this dude is gonna get you rebounds. Gonna play defense. You know, so that mm-hmm. kind of put me on the floor. And when I got to high school, you know. I'm going against guys every day in practice, trying to make sure, like, before the season starts, I'm a starter. You know, so I think that uh, that really helped me, uh, you know, get my get uh, looks in college. But uh, in high school, 
I was, I was, I should say I was good. I thought I was good because I was competing against kids that, you know, high school kids in Atlanta. Atlanta got hoopers, you know. Right, right. High school kids that have been hooping their whole life, you know. So yeah. I, I was really competing. My sophomore year, I think, was my best year. I was ranked like uh, top five in my class in the whole, whole of Georgia. And uh, going into my junior year, I got hurt. I kind of dropped a little bit, didn't do as good my junior year. And then my senior year, I picked it back up. I finished as, uh, I think, top 15 in the whole of Georgia in my class. And, uh, yeah, it went from there, man. Got a couple, you know, looks from college. Ended up going to Tennessee State, which, you know, I'm I'm glad I went to Tennessee State. I just, you know, I, I didn't have a, I, do I, put, I didn't have a fatter figure that, you know, that kind of, like, uh, knew about basketball and, like, okay, this conference, you go to this conference, it's better than this conference. You go to this mm-hmm. school, it's better. Than, so I didn't have that. I just, okay, well, I got this scholarship. I'm going. Right. You know, I'm a kid from Nigeria, played three years in, in high school, and I'm getting a D1 scholarship. And mm-hmm. I know, like, how it really works, you know, OVC, SEC, ACC. I got a couple looks from, like, uh, you know, officially I committed to uh, uh, Texas Tech, verbally committed to Texas Tech. Because they had top Toby Smith back back then as a head coach. Mm-hmm. But I had a couple of issues with NCA and stuff. I didn't end up going there. I ended up signing with LTSU. But, but yeah, I was a little, you know, a little background from high school to college. Yeah. Okay, okay. So that that's in terms of that transition um to kind of kind of division one. And still at this point, you still had like, like you said, three years of experience. You're still pretty new to the game. Yeah. What was that like? Um, when when you get to Tennessee State, like as a freshman, kind of talk to me about like that experience. And you're still at this point. I we can still say like in your story, you're pretty new to the to the U.S. and being out of Nigeria and everything. So what's that like on the court, off the court, just life in general? Like you, brand new college campus, man. I know that's a lot. <laughs> hey, TSU was a vibe. Like basketball, <laughs> basketball on the side. TSU in general was a vibe, yo. I can never see nothing like that. You know, I'm just coming from Nigeria. You know, I've been I've been in the state maybe four years at that time. The parties, you know, all you get all this attention. I'm like, yo, I I, I was focused, but I wasn't as focused like I should be, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh when it comes to basketball, I liked it because I think I liked it because the coaches I had really like, you know, messed with me. Mm-hmm. And uh, they they knew like I had a, a good, like a potential to be at a higher division one you know level, but mm-hmm. I just came there. So they really like you know they they put a lot of time with me trying to make sure like you know uh, I'm the best that I can be by the time I leave there. You know, so I think that was the biggest part basketball wise. You know, we didn't play like a whole bunch of top competitions, but I stayed there because the coaches really like uh, took care of me as their own. You know. And you don't you don't get that all the time in, in college. Yeah. And so they, they put a lot of time, a lot of work. And uh yeah, basketball was really cool. But I, I just I like CSU. HBCU, you know, like, like the parties was crazy. You party three times a week, you know. <laughs> it's crazy. Going up. My guy Christian was going up over there. Man. I was, I was. <laughs> oh man, I, all right. Well, I, I I totally feel it. I respect it. I would have been doing the same thing if I was over there, man. Hey, man freshman year, like <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. You see party, you don't gotta like go home at no certain time. Like you just out. Mm-hmm. You know I me, mean? so it was a different vibe. 
absolutely. And 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 then and so so you 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 know I know you mentioned um you mentioned that at the time you know you were just a kid from Nigeria. You get this Division One college offer. You're going, and I told and and I totally understand. You know, but if could it have been anywhere else? You know, if you you look knowing what you know now and being the man that you are now and knowing what you knowing what you do know, would you make would you make the same decision? Maybe even the G League route. Would you have would you have looked to that? Uh, know what I know now in terms of like, you know, say coming out of high school and going to college, you know, don't get me wrong. I love TSU, but just me being selfish and know what I know now, I would probably went, went to a higher, you know, division one school coming out of high school. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, when I spent four years over there, they're going to definitely develop me to become, you know, the best, you know, to tap my potential all the way. And uh, and in terms of like college, going to college and stuff, I mean, I, I like the fact I got my degree in college. But being a three year pro now, if I knew what I knew back then, I would have left college my sophomore year and started playing pro. To be honest with you. So so why why is that? So now that you are a pro, so if there's a college kid out there that's deciding on pro or stay, why is that? Uh, if there's a college kid out there right now, I'm, 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 I'm going to ask you to, you know, ask yourself this question. Do you, do you want to get a degree or do you want to be a professional? You know, if, if you feel like getting a degree is the, is your, is your, uh, uh, your goal, I think you should go ahead and chase that, you know, finish college. But if you really want to be a pro, like you want, you want to make money playing the game you love, I think you should go ahead and just go pro if you're good enough, you know, and come back and finish school later. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just wanted to, I just wanted to get your perspective on that. Cause we see a lot of kids, you know, are now starting to change their path and not do that traditional college route and, and do the, and do the G leagues. That, that's a great answer. Um, but, but I, real quick Christian, I want to get into your freshman year, man, because your freshman year at Tennessee state, man, you did some, you did, you did some great things, man. You know, as a true freshman, you end up starting in 21 of the 26 games you lead the team in free throw attempts, field goal, uh, field goal percentage, and your second, your freshman year, second in the team for rebounding. I know you talked about that heart, and you got that. So I can clearly see because yeah. some of these numbers sound like video game, video game numbers, man. 27 points, 13 rebounds, 12, 12 rebounds, 12, uh, 12 points, 4 blocks, 17 rebounds, 11 blocks. So you ultimately ended up dominating under the glass your freshman year. So tell us a, a bit about your freshman year and how that, I know, you know, Jay talked about your life off, off the court, but you know, on the court, how, how were you that defensive menace and the dog on, on the glass? Hey, to, you know, like, I didn't really depend on my skills because, you know, I, like I told you before, it's a whole bunch of kids I had that was way more skilled than me because I got mm-hmm. started a little bit late. You know, what can I control? You know, I thought about it, you can control, you know, your heart playing hard, rebounding the boy don't take no skill to rebound the ball well i line you, you kind of take a little skill back then you just gotta go you you kind of bigger than most people you just go and you're gonna get your rebound but uh i think i think knowing the fact that i wasn't as skilled as everybody else i i had to figure out a different way to impact the game and put myself you know on the score sheet, sheet somehow so when I, I thought like, you know, going to every game, I'm, I'm telling myself, well, I'm trying to get a double-double this game. Even if I don't get like a double points, I need to get 10 rebounds. I'm supposed to do that. You know, I make sure that's a, like something I have to do. It's, it's, on, it's on top of my list. And I think that just helped me. And defensively, 
you just got it's, it's a pride thing. You know, I don't want nobody scoring on me. And if you want to stay on the floor, my coach says all the time, you got to play defense. So, okay, well, how can I stay on the floor? I got to play defense. I got to make sure my plus and minus is off the chart, block shots, help defense, you know, help coverage. Like, you don't, I'm doing all this. I'm just running around. You don't, they don't take no skill to do that. So, you know, my coach, before the season, they'll tell you what they want. And they say they want the defense. And the only way I can stay on the floor is playing defense. I'm not going to score 30 every night, you know, in and out. And, you know, that just stuck to me. I had a defensive coach, you were a defensive, you know, minded coach, then a forward. Not, you know, great, great mind defensively. But uh, I think having that just helped me take defense even more serious, you know. And I think that what kept me on the floor and was able to put up a little number my freshman year. Yeah. And that's 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 so true. And and it's great you learned that early on, Christian, because a lot of young players, especially you see these freshmen come into these uh, big schools or whatever level, and they expect to play right away, but they're not putting that energy and effort on uh, both sides of the floor. They're worried about points or worried about how many minutes uh, rather than energy and effort. So it's huge that you understood that early on. And obviously your numbers reflect that. Um, but as we know, in like a journey of an athlete and, and everything, there's some some high highs and there's some low lows. So you put up the numbers. You obviously had a great high um, of a freshman year. But obviously the next year, unfortunately, uh, your sophomore year, I know you tore your ACL. Um, so tell us about that journey, how that happened, and then kind of what happened after that, because that's a tough, tough thing to overcome and happen to you, especially so early on in your career. Yeah, uh, that was a tough moment for me. Really tough. So coming out my freshman year, like you said, you know, I had I had all this good, uh, good games, a little good season personally. And after playing that year, I'm like, you know what? I'm taking my game to a different level. I'm trying to be MVP of this league next year. I can do it as a sophomore. You know, when my coach is telling me I can do it as well. So I believe and they kept putting the I kept putting the work with them. You know, I'm working up, I'm staying, I'm staying in school after school is over. You know, like like uh the semester ends, I think, in May. You, then you get you get some summer school and stuff. People go home. I didn't want to go home. I stayed back and, and like took extra classes that someone just to stay there and work out. Like, you know, if you, if you want to be great at something you do, you got to put in the work. So I did that. I, I put in so much work that summer, preseason, I get hurt because I just put my body through so much the whole summer. And that was just, you know, I was ready. Like, I was feeling ready. I, I was anxious. Like, I wanted to play that next year because I was just ready to kill, you know. Mm-hmm. Preseason, I'm talking about a couple of weeks before the season start. I tell my I tore my ACL in practice, and like it was very tough, you know, uh, tough. You know, a little I was a little depressed, whole bunch of stuff. But I had to pick myself back up. Uh, and the next year, I still wasn't like you know 100. You know, I'm coming off an ACL uh, injury, so I was playing, but I wasn't healthy enough. Like, and throughout when I was trying to come back that same year. I guess I was using my other knee, so like my other leg so much, I kind of like spread my, my MCL. So the whole year I was just going through like injury the whole time. You know, towards the end of the season, like I have a couple games here, good games here and there, but I wasn't healthy really. So I had that kind of season. And then, you know, the next summer, I go back to doing what I did uh, my freshman year, like working out again, trying to trust my legs. 
So, you know, I just, I just stayed back. I didn't go home, didn't go see no family. Started putting in work, weight room, took care of my body, you know. And the next year, I just, you know, blew, blew up again, like playing. And uh, yeah, like the next year, I was just, I was just ready to, like, to kill. I'm like, yo, all these guys left. It's my, it's my turn. Like, like you know, mm-hmm. f that. I'm, I'm this, this my shit now. <laughs> and and yeah. you, you saying, you saying, you ready to kill? You ready to dominate? Is an understatement, man. Because your, <laughs> your junior year, Christian was just complete dominance, man. I mean, Jay Hill read it at the top of the pod. You won the Defensive Player of the Year that year. Uh, again, it was the third time that award's ever been run at, 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 at Tennessee State. You served as a team captain. You were starting in all 30 games. You led the team in rebounding, led the team in double-doubles, second in scoring. Because I know earlier you said, like, you, you, you're you not going to have 30. But I don't know, man. You was lucky kind of <laughs> lethal on the scoring. Yes. And you were two times Adidas OVC Player of the Week. So I, I, I guess, like, my question to you is, is you know, like, how – what did you tell yourself mentally? What did you do to go from such a low to, you know, such a high you're at the, you know, you're at the top and man, you're defensive player of the year, two-time player of the week. Uh, what, like, what was that? What was that progress? What was that like for those out there who are stuck and are, are trying to get there? So I think, I think it's a, it's a, a, it's a decision you make, you know, Coming out of that year, my injury year, you know, most most people outside don't know what you're going through on the inside. You know, they think, oh well, he a bum. You know, he doesn't really know how to play basketball. His freshman year was a fluke. You know, and they didn't really know the backstory, like what happened. I wasn't even healthy trying to play. You know, some guys will be selfish and sit down and don't even play. But I'm not healthy. I'm not playing. But that, that wasn't me. You know, I'm, like growing up, like. Where, where you from? If your leg is not falling now, you got you got pushed through, you know. And that's that's how we grew up. So I just I just pushed through that whole season, finished that whole season, didn't do as great. But the next year, I told myself, nah, like, hey, yo, you came here for a reason, you know. Like, you didn't leave your family, make all that sacrifice, come over here and be a, you know, a regular. You got you got to prove yourself. So I think that was the kind of mentality I had going into like my my Russia junior year. And I, I told the coach, like, yo, this is my shit. Like, I'm not, I'm not trying to hear it. Like, I would like I, I got a wrong place for me. I, I need all that. Like, forget about the work. I'm gonna put in the work. Yeah, so I've been putting this work this summer. So I I need it. You know, so and you know, to to whom much is given, much is required. And as soon as they did that, like I took care of business, you know. And that was why I had a had a great year. I think I think it's a decision you make. You just gotta tell yourself, you know, like the mind is is crazy. No, when you tell yourself you want to do this, you can't do it. Then again, you got to put in the work. You know, you don't just say, I want to do this and don't put in no work. That way, when you go to the game, you, you know, my coach used to say this. Uh, you don't rise to a level when, when, the, when, the, when the competition is, is, you know, tough, when you didn't put in the work. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't just rise to that level. If you haven't put in that work, you're not rising to that level. You know, you can't just say, I want to do this and don't put in the work to do that. So I think I, I I did what I was supposed to do that off season, and that just you know allowed me to have a great year. Yeah, and then it and then it kept elevating, kept elevating you because then like you were talking about earlier, you know the the chance of playing at a, a big name, a Power Five conference. That's something you would have considered um, had you potentially known what you know now, right? So then you do make that jump. So from the OVC to the SEC, Texas A and M. Um, so I got to ask you, like, what was what what made that decision? Why Texas A&M? What chose you to to be an Aggie? 
And then what was the biggest difference between the two conferences? Because like you said, it was a mid-major conference to now a power five conference, arguably what some call the best conference in uh, the nation um, in the U.S. and SEC. I think going to uh, Texas A&M was, uh, was a great decision for me. I'll do it again if I, you know, I had the chance to file to go back to college. But uh, I think going there, when I went on a visit there, the coaches, you know, everybody, they just, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a genuine guy, you know. I'm, I'm a straightforward person. When you're being genuine, I can just tell, you know. When I went in there, I felt the spirit in there, the coaches, we had a little meeting. I could just tell, like, they genuinely wanted me they generally, everything they were saying was like, you know, genuine. And uh, I just decided to go. I had a whole bunch of, you know, uh, visits set up. I had Arizona State, a whole bunch of high majors, like trying to transfer out of TSU. But since I went to that visit, I was like, you know, well, I'm, I'm going to stay here. You know, this, this, is where I want, this is where I want to be because I feel like this dudes right here can help me, you know. Uh, so, yeah, I think, uh, and obviously the facility was, was great. Never been no kind of facility like that coming out of OVC or you know TSU, mm-hmm. but I think the biggest decision, the biggest reason why I made the decision was the coaches, the coaching staff. They was just genuine people, you know, telling me what they really wanted me to do and why they want to bring me in here, you know. So I decided to commit. I didn't, I didn't even go home. I, I think I committed right there and there on my visit. Okay, okay. So that's that was a big jump and and everything, but. So talk about like the game, this just on the court, um, the difference between the OVC and the SEC. What was the physicality? I know the strength, the athleticism. Obviously, it's a different, but how how was it different for you specifically, like in matchups and everything night to night? Yeah, it was different. Like, so when you're playing in OVC, like, you know, some nights you get like guys that's really good. Some nights like, OK, I don't want to play this game because these dudes, you know, mm-hmm. but going to the SEC – Night in and night out, you playing pros. Mm-hmm. Like you gotta, I think, I think, I think Texas and them, uh, you know, taught me how to bring it every day, every day, like in practice. You know, you don't take practices off, and when you do take practices off, God will, you know, bust your ass in practice. And when you, that's that's you trying to reduce your minute, like it's a competition out there. The next, the dude come, coming behind you is as good as you. You can be a starter as well, you know. So you gotta go and practice every day. Knowing, hey, I want to play. I want to start. I want my minutes. You can't go in there and, you know, slark off or like, well, I don't feel like practicing today. Well, you're not going to play, you know, that week. So I think it was a big difference. The competition was like crazy. I'm talking about practice and the games. The dude that was playing, well, yeah, he, I, I guess he was playing behind me. He was good enough to start just me, but he, he plays in the Euro League right now. Uh Dude, just you know, crazy athletic. He was good, like really good. I had to go against this dude every day. You know, I he, he dunked on me a couple times in practice. I dunked on him. It was, it, it was really, it's like it's like a game. Like when you go on practice, SEC practice, it's like a whole game. Like you come out of there, like you just play the whole game. So it was just different. Weight room was different. The way the work was different. Everything was just at a whole nother level. You know, you know that really helped me. I changed my body, crazy. You know, I got way more athletic. Uh, yeah, and then you know playing against guys, you know Kentucky. It's, I'm talking about you playing guys every night. That's good, mm-hmm. you know. And like my first game at uh at Tech, uh, not at Texas a I was mad. I'm talking about I'm talking about we warming up. I was mad, nervous. I'm like <laughs> damn, 
because I, I don't know what I, I never I never played, you know, you know, SEC, you know, arena, SEC game, and all that. So I was just nervous, but I had a good game my first game. I had a double double, forgot what we played. But you know, just the, for just knowing like you hear SEC, like you've been hearing about SEC, but you hear it now, bro. Like, what you gonna do, you know? <laughs> Man, I mean, yes, yeah, it's, it's 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 right there in your face. I mean, you gotta right. You gotta you you just gotta act now. You just gotta play, exactly. and, and I mean, and and that's and and that's and that's really you know exactly exactly what you did because uh, at, at your time there you end up starting uh, thirty two games and again you were second on the team for rebounding so still a monster on the glass. So shout out to you, Christian. But well, question that I want to ask you is you know you talk about um, you know some of your teammates or even, you know, playing, playing pros every single day, every single game, whether NBA pros or EuroLeague, wherever, um, who to you, whether it's on your team or somebody you play against, was the hardest guard? Like, you, you just think, like, man, like, I don't even want to think about them right now. Like, who to you was the hardest guard that you had to go up against? I think, I think, uh, as crazy as it sounds, South Carolina, South Carolina, yeah, it's, uh, uh, SC, yeah, South Carolina. It's crazy. This dude's uh what's his name? Uh it was a boy name. I think uh Silver. This is skinny. He's, he doesn't look big or nothing, but oh boy plays hard. You know, South Carolina, I think, was the toughest uh game I had to play in the SEC. They was they just played straight, they just play hard, they just all dogs. You know, they probably didn't have no like you no know, lottery picks or nothing. But when you step on the floor with them boys, they will kick. They will kick you. They will kick your butt. You know, I think that was the toughest. Like you know, game I played in the SEC. Silver was just a tough dude to guard. You know, I mean, I guarded him, but he was just you know, like you don't you don't take no positions off for him. He gonna make you pay. You know, you gotta be on your P's and Q's every time on the court. So, I think I think I think uh, South Carolina was the toughest matchup I, I had. When I played in the SEC, Kentucky was okay. You know, I guess Kentucky, we, we was actually doing good. It was, uh, we, I think it was Magnetic, Kentucky, about like 15, first half at home, at their at they home, you know, and they, they they eventually came back and won. But I think uh, South Carolina was the, yeah, them boys was something else. Okay, okay. So then, I mean, look, I, I, I can see it in your face, Christian. I can see a little bit of that trauma when you're talking about it. <laughs> so, so then, so then, before we we talk about your professional, your pro career as a pro Hoover, give us a, we need one good solid story, Christian. Whether it's an in game, in practice, or you dunked on somebody, somebody dunking on you, something crazy happening. We need one. Oh man, I let me, let me think about one. We had a, a whole bunch of crazy stuff. Where, you know, we on camp. I can't be saying nothing crazy. <laughs> uh, uh, well, I think I think I think uh, probably Josh. Josh Nibble dunking on me was crazy. And when I say dunking on me, it's not, you know, it's not something you expected he was supposed to dunk. This dude is just crazy athletic. Like, I've never, I've been playing basketball for so long. I've never seen nobody as a, he's a 6'9", probably got a 50-inch vertical. Man, that's so, ridiculous. That's crazy. Well, yeah, I think I should go look him up. He played, he played with uh, Zalgris last year, EuroLeague team. I'm talking about he's doing the same thing in EuroLeague right now. Dude is crazy. Man, about, I'm I'm just you know this dude rebounds the ball offensively. I'm just like this, you know. Hey, what you going off? Well, no, this dude takes off on this on 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 this side of the rim and finishes it on the other side of the rim this way. Oh damn! <laughs> God, He's serious, I, that. 
looked, I'm like, what? God, in my head, I'm like, what the fuck did you just do? I'm talking about, you know, this, he, he offensive rebounds on this side of the rim, jumps and dunks that shit this way on the other side of the rim. Man. Jeez. Crazy. I'm like, no, I'm not jumping with this dude no more. <laughs> After that thing was over, man, I think that was the, the craziest uh, dunk anybody ever had on me. And he, he still does the same thing. This dude is, is unbelievable, yo. It's crazy. Superhuman. Superhuman. He is. Jeez. Yeah, I think that's I not the craziest, uh, you know, thing that ever happened to me in college in terms of basketball. Okay, okay. okay. So <clears throat> in terms of let's let's move on to 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 you know your after Texas same post career. Obviously, you had a, a great, a solid um college college career. So talk about your decision afterwards, um, being a pro, like hiring an agent. What was that like? You know, your decision to go pro, where, where you wanted to play. What was that whole process like um, after, afterwards, after Texas A&M? Uh, it wasn't easy. I wouldn't say it was easy. It wasn't easy. You know, after college, signed to an agent. I was in Arizona working out the whole summer. Uh, yeah. You know, when you when you when you are a, a first year pro, they don't really trust you unless you're like a you know top guy. Like say you got NBA, you know, knocking on your door. You know, they'll they'll give you that bag coming out of your first year, you know, and trust you to go over there and play and help them win. But I was kind of like unknown. People don't really, didn't really like know me, know me in a, on, on a national level, you know. So it was kind of tough. I think I'm a I'm, I'm a first division first division player. You know, but coming out as, as in college, I signed to the second division in Italy, which is still good. Don't get me wrong, which is pretty good. You know, second division in Italy is, is better than you know a couple of div- first divisions in other c- countries. You know, mm-hmm. but when I went there, I felt I didn't feel disrespected. I just felt a little like, okay, you know what? These people don't know what they're doing. Like I should, I should be first division somewhere. You know, but mm-hmm. it's so good. I have to prove myself every time. I'm. You know, just, I'm not new to this. I'll do it again. So I'll go second division, you know, Italy. <laughs> I was, I, I feel sorry. I'm going to apologize to the people that, you know, had to guard me because I was trying to. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, I was on a mission. Like, mm-hmm. I never been on a mission. I, I was on a different mission. Like, my mentality was crazy. It's like, okay, do you, like, you trying to stop me from feeding my family type shit, you know? Mm-hmm. So every I'm talking about every night and coming out of Texas A&M like I knew how to bring it every day now because they prepare me for that shit so every night I'm coming over I'm trying to get 30 every mm-hmm. night you know uh, ended up you know I, I led the, the league in rebounding was like maybe top 10 in scoring you know then I jumped the next year to the first division league you know it was all this talk is not it's probably won't be good enough you coming out of A2 in this time this that Killed in my second year too. You know, was one of the best bigs in, in the league, uh, league of basket, Italy, first division, which is a top league, like you know, overseas. And obviously, you know, I just finished this year, but I think, uh, yeah, my first year was crazy. Like I, I was just ready to destroy whatever was in front of me, and I think that helped me. Like you know, I'm still playing now. I'm still getting jobs now. I think that that mentality just helped me because. I think with me, like my biggest attribute as a basketball player is my is right here and right here. It's not about my skill, you know. When it comes to skill, I probably won't get a job because I'm not the most talented, you know. But just having heart and being able to go out there and like, like 
playing hard, trying to do other stuff, you know, other little stuff. The team needs to win, you know. And I promise I was a winner, so I think that's been helping me, you know, become a better pro. Yeah, I, absolutely. And and honestly, Christian, I don't even want anyone out there or even you to even diminish that that the, when you signed that first pro contract and you went to go play in that second division in Italy. Because because man, look, I, I'm a I'm a basketball player. I played basketball my whole life. So did Justin. Uh, and as a basketball player, there's nothing that I wish more to be playing professional basketball, right? So I like give hats off to you and to anyone that has ever played professional sports, you know, anywhere, because becoming a pro is insanely hard. It doesn't matter where you are. I believe, I don't want to butcher the stat, but I believe it's like less than 2% of uh, division one uh, of the division one athletes end up actually going pro and having a successful career. So man, that's all, all hats off and and, and shout out to you, Christian. But like how you said, man, that first year you came in and killed you uh, started in all, you started in all 24 games, averaged at 16 points on, 48% 48% from the field, but I need to know, Christian, that, that was your first time really playing against, really playing against these pros. So did you have a welcome to the pros moment where you're like, damn, I'm not playing college kids that are going to the dorm after. Like I'm playing a dad who has like three kids and is trying right. to feed them. <laughs> right. Uh, I think, uh, you know, A2 my first year, uh, I didn't really like, you know, I didn't. I didn't think. I didn't. I didn't look at those dudes like I looked at them like, yo, I'm better than you. I shouldn't be here. You know. Mm-hmm. So when I went on the floor, it's like, yo, you're not. You're not gonna do nothing with me. Even if you're good, bro, you're not gonna do nothing with me. You playing a two, I shouldn't be here. That was how I approached every game. So you know. So mm-hmm. I didn't see no competition when I was at a two. I mean, trust me, they had good players in a two. You know, good players like you know, but just. What I saw, like, my mentality made me, like, see dudes, like, bro, you nothing. Like, I'm going to kill you. So when I went, I didn't really have no, like, uh, I don't know if I'm going to be good or, damn, this pro. Nah, I was, I was just ready to make that jump. Now, I was, I was on, my, on my second year already. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm going to take care of business right now. But my second year, I'm not doing this again. I shouldn't be here. That, that was the mentality that I had the whole, the whole season. So when I was playing against dudes that was good, I just felt like I was better than you, bro. Like, you know, like you're not gonna do nothing with me. Like, I'm about to kill you tonight. It's gonna be a long night for you. And that was the whole. That was kind of anxiety I had the whole season. And you know, that helped me. That helped me a lot. Barbecue chicken. So, yeah, that was that was easy. That was easy work, and that's that's important to have that mentality. So, Christian, the next year uh, we have here, you played at Nutribilla Treviso, um, and you averaged. 12, 12 and six in that in that season, and then you went on to play um, also Syria as well um, at Cesari. I know we had a couple of weeks ago we had our guy Shane, obviously uh, Shane Lawal, um, Nigerian, played on a Nigerian basketball team as well. Is that the same Dynamo Cesari uh, that you were on, or or is that a coincidence? Nah, it is. It's, it's, it's the same. Okay, okay. There a couple of years before me. Right, right. Okay, okay. How how was how was that? So like Syria, um, Cesari, how how were those seasons um for you in, in Italy? Now you're at the top level uh division one Italy, like that you had talked about being such like a high level and he talked about it too. What was that like um in that division? Oh well that, that division is is you, you play against good players and good teams, you know, even if right. it's not like individually like a good player, 
you play good teams that's gonna scout you. You don't you don't really you can't go there and do what you just do what you do, you know. Mm-hmm. So you got you gotta have a different mentality when you go out there every year to play. You know, uh it's different. It's different, like playing against uh people like you know Milano, Gietos, this like Euro Cup teams, Euro League teams that got big millions of budget, you know, they sign great players, NBA players, stuff like that. So when you go into games like that. It's tough. Like you, you come out of the game and oh man, I gave my all. Your all wasn't enough. You know that was a whole different level. You know, and uh, it, it it was good. It was good. I think uh, I think uh, this year, my first year, obviously, my first year, I played against the same dudes, and you know, coming out of that eight two year, I told myself I'm good. You know, like hey, when I go in here, I'm I'm going, I'm killing. You know, it's going going into my first year as in Serie A. I had a good season. People didn't expect me to have a good season. The whole talk was, hey, you might need another year. You know, obviously I struggled like the first couple of games of the season, but like the second part of the season, like I took off. I was like a surprise. Like we didn't know this was going to do this in this league, you know. So obviously that, that was how I got my other contract with Dinamo Sassari. You know, uh, we had a great year this year as well. It was like top six before I left there. You know, I left and I finished in Spain. Uh yeah, I think I think he's. I mean, I'll, I'll definitely go back to Italy. You know, that's like my my second home now. You know, I played it three years in a row. Obviously, now I'm ACB Spain, but when I if I if I definitely get a chance, I will go back to Italy if I, if the right opportunity presents itself. Okay, okay. So so yeah, you, you mentioned Spain uh, league league uh, uh, ACB, which is you know everyone says. Outside of you know NBA, that's the top division. Talk to us about your most recent season with uh, Zaragoza, um, and, and how you feel about that that comment. You know, Luca said, uh, I'm sure you've heard this. Luca Doncic said that ACB is tougher. The defense is harder to score on than the NBA because there's no help side and all that. I know in FIBA and Europe you can help side. Like talk to us about the level of basketball difference from Italy and just overall what you think of that statement and how it was. For you um, playing in the ACB, uh, ACB, whatever they said about ACB is true. <laughs> that's a that's a tough league, you know. That's a good league. I think outside of NBA, maybe Euro League, then you're talking ACB. You know, mm-hmm. everything is good. They have a lot of great mind coaches. You know, most of the coaches out there they call them the AC, ABC coaches because they really like you know no basketball. Uh, you know, I play. I only played I think ten games with Zaragoza. But those ten games was, you know, the the I'm talking about when you walk in the when you walk in the gym like to play the atmosphere is just crazy. You know, Spain love basketball. I'm talking about when you walk in there, it feels like you're in you in Kentucky. Like mm-hmm. it's a whole like the gym is packed. Like they're going crazy. And it was a different experience for me. You know, being my first time playing ACB last year. Obviously, I'm going back this year. Well, different experience, but I feel, I just feel like if, you know if you if you're a hooper, you're a basketball player, you 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 gonna hoop wherever you go. You know that's mm-hmm. how I look at it. There shouldn't be no level, you know, better than you. You gotta go over there, and, you know, prove yourself. And with me, I just don't want to be a basketball player. I don't want to say well, I'm just on the team, or I'm just no. I want to be good at what I do. You know, I want to be, I want to be, I want to be the best. I want to be one of the best at what I do. I don't just go to a team and say let me do what I can now. So when I went to ACB, I was, you know, I was trying to kill. Obviously, like, you know, I I, I came and I joined the team, like, uh, when the season was almost over. I only had 10 games. So 
it's harder for teammates to trust you because they don't really know what you do. Mm-hmm. I still, I still prevailed. You know, I did what I had to do. You know, I had a, I had a great game against the number one team, Euroleague, number one team in ACB, which was Barcelona. You know, went in there and killed. Them. I said, "Hey, this is, we call that money game. It's my money game. I'm going over there to kill." You know, so I went over there, did my thing. We won that game. wasn't supposed to win. And uh, obviously, I'm going back there. They signed me back because they trust. They, they feel like I can play there, and I know I can play there. So I'm going back this year. You, you know what time it is. I'm going back this year to do my thing, ACB. <laughs> yes, sir. Kill mode. Hey, Christian, we are in full support, and we are we're ready for it this year. Um, and and you know, Christian, you you, you talk about uh, you know you want to be you you want to be the best version of yourself. You don't want to just be out there to be a, to be an average player. And uh, I think that uh, I think that a lot of other people started noticing that man because uh, this year, this year the 2023 FIBA World Cup qualifier you uh, are have you have the opportunity to represent your country. So I want to you know something that I generally want to know like and the same thing I asked I we asked Shane. Uh, in the Shane interview, is like, how does it feel to represent your country? Like, that's insane. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're like n- less than one percent of anyone can say they've they've even did that. So, how does it feel to say like I am representing my country? Bro, it was a great experience, great feeling. I was super. When I got that call from Mike Brown, I was super excited. Uh, you know, uh, I've been when you're a basketball player at home from Nigeria. Your first dream when you start playing, you know, have that. Nigeria say that over your chest, mm-hmm. chest, you know. So I've been, uh, you know, dreaming about that my whole, you know, career. I tried to play, I think last year. You know, they had a little day. I, I got invited to the Olympic camp in uh, San Francisco. I wasn't able to make it. I had some, you know, some issues. I didn't, I wasn't able to make it on time. And then, you know, I was kind of sad, but you know what? I said, I'm, I'm going to have the opportunity again. So when this window came up and Mike Brown called me and the GM called me and said, hey, do you want to play? I was like, yeah, I want to play. You know, it was a short window. I went over there. I was super excited, you know. Mind you, like, I'm, I'm, I just got out, got out of season. I'm chilling. I'm trying to rest my body. Usually I wouldn't do that. But Nigeria calls me, like, this is your whole country, like, you know, going to represent your country, that's, like, there's no, like, greater, you know, feeling than that, being able to represent the country that you're from. So when they did that, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm in there, you know, sign me up. So, you know, I went over there, we did our thing, took care of business, uh, passed uh, our, uh, you know, bracket play. We have another one coming up, in you know, another window coming up in August. Hopefully I have the time to go play and represent them again. But, yeah, it was a great feeling and great experience, man. Congratulations. Yeah. Appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, and that's that's huge. And I know you you did perform well. Uh, I know in the most recent games against uh, Uganda and Cape Verde, you, you averaged 11 points a game, eight rebounds. So still th- doing your thing on the glass. Uh, the board man does get paid, obviously, because you're, you're, <laughs> you're, you're, you're <laughs> a that. great example of that. Um, so so good on you. And and I know it's uh, I know it's quite the honor to, to represent and have that Nigeria across your, across your chest. Um, so, so let's talk about like, out of all your stops, you know, you've got it, you've got a chance to represent Nigeria. You've played at the highest level in the SEC. Um, do you feel like there is a player who, who could be in the NBA who, who's not 
um and, and that could be you like you know you still have that potential obviously because you played at every level like is there someone or is there someone a player that sticks out to you that like man this dude is just cold um out of, out of all these stops you played at um that that's kind of underrated who who is that for you uh i know i'm i'm, I'm gonna say myself you know i'm a i'm a i'm a guy i think i think i'm a guy uh nba teams would need a guy that don't need the ball in his hands he's gonna come in there play defense rebound the ball pick and roll you know as the game doesn't new you know basketball well not new basketball that's what you do now you know you know, I'm 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 great at these things. Obviously, all I can do right now is get keep getting better. I, I'm I'm not even close to tapping my potential. So I think uh, you know I'm definitely hoping and walking towards that. But I think me for sure, like I, I want to be able to play in the NBA. Like every, every that's every kid. Like if you if you play basketball, you want to play in the NBA. That's mm-hmm. that's like the you know the hierarchy of basketball. Mm-hmm. So definitely, I want to do that. I'm, I'm I'm gonna keep getting better. You know. I definitely, you know, asked around, what do I got to do to, you know, get there? And I'm going to definitely keep working. I don't, I'm, I haven't closed that window yet, you know, mm-hmm. because I want to keep playing this high com- high uh, competitions. But I, I believe one day I'll, I'll definitely be there for sure. I think I think me Sir. definitely. Mm-hmm. Man, and, and and Christian, I believe it too. I'm sure I'm sure the family believe it at home. I'm, everybody out here believe it. And that actually transitions us uh, perfect until – um, us, you know, kind of wrapping up here and, uh, you know, thank you, Christian, for, for this, this great conversation that we've had so far. Uh, but I, I just want to know, you know, what's next for Christian besides the NBA? We know you go into the league. We know you're going to get a roster spot. But besides that, what's next for you on the court, off the court, anything? We want to know what's up, what's up with our guy, Christian. Uh, what's next for me? Obviously, keep playing basketball, you know, stay healthy. I pray guys stay healthy. And uh, I think, uh, in a couple of years, I want to start start uh, you know, giving kids the opportunity back home to be able to come to the states, you know, go through the same journey I went through, you know, become a pro, and uh, get get an education, you know, whatever it is you you really want, I want to be able to give you the opportunity to go out there because it's a whole bunch of talent back home, and a whole bunch of hungry kids that's ready to do whatever it takes to get to, you know, where they they go. So I think that's what's next for me. Obviously, I'm still playing right now. I don't have a lot of time in my hands. But I'm definitely walking towards that. I don't want to just go home and do a camp, you know, just to say I gave back to the kids. But I want to actually impact their life somehow by, like, you know, moving them out of there. And I just go over there, you know, give them a couple shirts and shoes and say, you know, I want to, I want to do something that's going to change their life. So I think that's what's next for me. And uh, I'm definitely thinking about that. You know, I'm putting stuff in play. But, yeah, it's going to be coming soon. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, for sure, man. So, so we'll be on the lookout and, and all the family out there, man. Make sure you guys are on the lookout for everything that, that, that Christian's got going on. And if you, if you love the NBA and you just love watching good basketball, watching just good, genuine people, man, make sure you follow our guy, Christian, man. I'm going to drop uh, all of Christian's uh, social media Instagram, everything down in the description down below. And if you're on YouTube, it'll be right there, right in his little bubble. So just make sure you show our guy Christian some love, man. And just follow his journey, man. Cause I, I know this is going to be uh, I'm 30 years down the line or 20 years down the line. When I'm older, I'm be like, man, my guy Christian been in the league, killing it for a yeah. couple of years now, double, yeah. double every year. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, that was dope, man. That was man. 
Man, well, 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 Jay, you, you got any last words to say before we uh, wrap up here? Yeah, well, I mean, Christian, appreciate your time and coming on. Uh, and, you know, your hard work is going to is going to pay off and it already has paid off too to get to where you're at in your career and, and everything. But I, I always like to ask um, our pro guests who, who come on. Um, what is what is one thing as we as we kind of wrap up here? What is your one thing you'd give to a advice to a younger hooper, even a younger you? Like you coming over here, what is a mindset and mentality you've learned through all these years of being a pro, playing at such high levels? What's that advice to a younger hooper you'd give out now? Right now, I tell a younger hooper, I'll tell my younger me, don't listen to what nobody got to say. If you feel like you can do something, you go do it. Put in the work and get it done. You know, it's not always have, you're going to always have critics out here. You can't do this. You can't do that. It's not going to do that. It's not going to do that. Fuck all that. What do you want to do? You want to do that? Go, go get it done. Put in the work, you know, and make sure it happens. Do not listen to what nobody got to say. You know, I think that's that's the biggest, you know, advice. I wish someone told me, like, growing up, like, hey, man, if you want to make it to the NBA, you're going to make it to the NBA. Do not listen to what all these critics got to say. He's not good enough. You can't do this. You can't do that. No. You go do it. You can do it. You know, just put in the work and you're going to do it. Man, absolutely. I love that. Honestly, Christian, I, I'm, I can't even top that. So I think that's a good way for us to go ahead and, and, and wrap the pot up, man. Just if, if you believe in yourself, if you got a dream, like how our guy Christian said, just put the work in and don't listen to nobody else, man. But man, all right. Well, Christian, we just want to thank you, uh, you know, once again. And for all the family, make sure you guys um, follow Christian, everything that Christian got going on. Make sure you follow us, uh, like, comment, subscribe. As always, uh, check out check us out on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. If you're on uh, Apple, if you're on Apple Podcasts, it's at Clutch Talk Podcast. If you're on Spotify, it's at Clutch Talk Podcast. Just check us out, man. But if that's it, then we out of here, y'all. Clutch Talk out. Peace.